And we're live. So let's see Hello. how many people are going to join. Hello, everyone. If anybody can hear us, please shout out yes. <laughs> 16 people waiting, so yeah. Well, yeah. YouTube works. I can see my face. Sixteen hey, is higher than I count. <laughs> yeah, I think audio is okay. Oh, five already left. Oh wow! <laughs> You're thinking, oh no, there's no Dalton. Yes. Who are you and what have you done with Dalton? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, dead jokes. All right. Um, then let's make an intro. Yeah, you ready? Uh, let me see if I have muted everything here. It's very important that everything <laughs> is muted. Mute out our 65 devices. Right, or 80 devices. We, Of course, we have all of them. All the 80 devices that the installer supports, we have all of them, of course. We have to turn them off every time for the Q&A because else mm -hmm. notifications would be crazy. Uh, yeah, looks good. Okay, five seconds of silence and I'll make an introduction. Hello and welcome everyone to the Ubuntu Touch Q&A 117, um, which we just decided to do uh, two days ago or so. So uh, it was a very spontaneous decision, um, but that's how it will work, uh, at least for the time being. Um, joining me this week, the wonderful Alfred. Hello. Hello. So, um, my name is Florian. In case you don't know me, I have been around for a long time already. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. The elders of the internet. Yeah. So, the last Q&A was pretty much a month ago already. Um, I would say so. Three weeks at least. No, four, I think. Um, in case you missed us, yeah. We will um, do Q&As on a spontaneous, case-by-case, uh, -case, decision basis, not every uh, other week now. Um, if you are joining us the first time, then you're lucky. This is your first Q&A. Um, it's our now not bi-weekly, but our roundup of news, um, facts and um, information about Ubuntu Touch, the mobile operating system that um, just rocks. And... Um, with questions from the community um, in the second part. Yeah, let's just start. Um, we have first our block of news and chit chat and gossip from the community. Well, this week, no gossip, unfortunately. Good. 
Um, what has happened? And we probably forgot a few things because it was a long time and I forgot to take notes. I was not planning to do. So um, so for the next time, we will try to announce the Q&A a little bit earlier. And you can also tell us important news that you think we should mention. The first thing that is very important, I think, that we are rolling a new installer release. Actually, the new installer release is already uh, rolled, kind of means uh, distributed uh, or published after a very, very long time. Um, thanks to the uh, UBports installer team. And um, on top of that, of course, our wonderful Neo Deferred and um, the guys that invested some time just in the last days to iron out a few bugs. And now we have the installer 0.9.3. If you're going to use that installer, still be warned, there could be some bugs for certain devices. However, we don't think that there are generic bugs or common common bugs that affect uh, the installer for all devices. It's just that certain installer uh, configurations might have been written a little bit with, uh, with the hot needle, yeah? so that the current installer might uh, have issues with those. If you find a device that is not installable with 0.9.3, kind of better version, please tell us. And um, you can download it from our GitHub page, uh, github.com slash ubports slash ubports minus installer, and then click on releases. There are several releases available, uh, Windows, Mac, Linux, App Image, uh, Dev Package, um, Snap, what did I forget? Flatback, I don't know. Um, yeah. So, maybe not. Right. Yeah, that's what's pretty much it. Please give us feedback. It's very highly appreciated to have early feedback if this release is better or worse than the previous one. And we finally fixed also the annoying message at the end that couldn't upload the installer report to our OpenCuts uh, quality uh, tracking system. So you should be good to go. I tried it just with one device. Kind of worked. Um, the device had another problem, but... Install itself was okay. Good. Um, yeah. Um, that's for the installer. Um, what else? Uh, we are talking about devices already. Let's continue. Oh, yeah. Right. So, uh, we have, it seems, I've been told, and I've looked at it, it is true, we have three new devices in the installer now. Uh, the first one is the Lenovo Tab M10X605. Uh, which is sort of affordable type of tablets, uh, doesn't have too much horsepower in it, but it's certainly enough for uh, multimedia consumption as, as, as I've seen uh, from the specs. Uh, so it's a very nice tablet out there. Um, finally installable with Ubuntu Touch. I've, I've noticed that it might have been quite a, you know, adventure to get there, but they are there now. It's now installable, installable through the installer. And um, the next device on the list is the JingPad A1. So Nikita has uh, had early access to one of those devices, it seems, uh, prepared a port, pushed it on GitLab. And as soon as I got my de uh, device, I tried to play around with it too. So now we have the JingPad in the installer as well. It's Halium 10 based compared to the Lenovo tab, if I'm not mistaken. At least the device page says... It's Halium 9. Uh, Jingpad 8.1 is Halium 10. And 
works pretty well. And what I want to show you, and I, I really do hope that I don't break anything now with this setup. Let me put those are the famous here. last words. The famous last <laughs> words are always, I hope I don't break anything. Good, disconnected. So, oh, so what we do have here is this keyboard case, which allows your JingPad to magnetically attach it to keyboard. And then guess, guess what it does then? First of all, it has a out. keyboard. It has a keyboard and it turns your <laughs> your tablet into windowed mode. So everything is working in, in a convergent setup. It is truly the convergent device that I've been looking forward to. I really like it. And uh, which caused me to, you know, basically decide in a whim that I want to daily drive this thing, uh, mm -hmm. and replace having it replace my laptop. And only SSH into a server when I have to cheat. And it works. It, it, it works pretty well. And the quality of the camera might have improved a little bit now because I turned up the, the, the brightness a little bit. But yeah, I mean, the, the thing is wonderful. I like mm. it. Super. Thanks, Caleb. That's awesome. Yes, we also think it's awesome. Um, oh, yeah. And in some way, uh, there is, uh, of course, a bitter pill to, to taste or to take with it. Because uh, there are rumors and they are kind of fortifying that uh, Jingling, the company that produces uh, Jingpad and Jingos, um, has serious troubles uh, in sustaining uh, their business. So it seems that uh, you really cannot order this thing anymore or they're just selling off the current batches that they have. Um, if you are able to uh, grab a Jingpad, you should probably do it. It's uh, really not the, um, the the thing that we thought in the beginning. Ma, maybe this is kind of a vaporware, or it's it's just bad and so on. It seems to to deliver the promises that they made regarding the hardware, and on top of it, uh, uh, Ubuntu Touch with Lumiri seems to be a really good match, if not a perfect mm -hmm. one already. So, really sad story that uh, it seems they will not uh, continue production on that one. So let's hope that it comes back at some point in time. On the other way, it's really a groundbreaking um, idea that maybe somebody else might pursue to come with an ARM tablet um, that uh, can run Linux in such a nice way. And um, yeah, if Alfred is excited, I'm also excited. Um, I just have too many devices that I would put one on my desk. But yeah, um, with the Lenovo actually in this one, we have gotten back a few other form factors. Um, that uh, com complete or, um, um, how to say, in enrich our selection of devices if you're really looking for something other than a phone. Yeah? Mm. And um, if you look what Alfred has done, he has also um, made a, a customized version um, of VS Code, uh, basically VS Codium. So you can really use this now as a uh, on-the-go programming environment, development environment whatsoever. And um, yeah, Actually, it's really, really cool. And I have been I have been able to do a few tasks during the porting on the device itself. So the devices page, for example, was completely done on the device. Uh, so the configuration for the for the device to show what is working and what is not working mm -hmm. in the list. That configuration I did on the tablet. I did a few things for the port on the tablet, doing Git pushes. Uh, installing Gits into Libertine and having a little, you know, uh, launcher wrapper in the host side. So there is a, 
uh, in the home folder dot local slash bin, you can actually place uh, wrapper scripts in there. So I just made mm. a Git wrapper that calls the uh, libertine installed Git and does everything in there, and it works pretty well. So mm. I'm I'm able to do all of my work on the go with a tablet. I uh, will make sure to keep my laptops when I keep them. I will use them for more fun things now, installing Asahi Linux on the Mac, for example, and uh, having Linux on the Mac instead of just, you know, being stuck with Mac OS again. So I'm glad that I have some Linux tablet, uh, Linux desktop experience now back as my daily driver. You see? That's really, really great. Um, yeah, I'm also excited a bit um, about that. My daily driver uh, is now finally okay. also available in the installer. Um, we're talking about the Shift 6MQ. Uh, it's such a nice device. Um, it's actually also based on Helium 10. So we are slightly getting more Helium 10 devices into uh, an installable and usable daily drivable state. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks uh, so much, um, Alex from Shift Phones, to help with the porting and actually do a lot of the porting. I didn't do so much on it. I did uh, some QA and uh, some um, some initiatives, uh, kickoff and so on. Um, also, thanks to Nikita, who helped also quite a lot with Halium 10. Finally, we have a working recovery that can uh, use the super partition because with uh, Android 10, again, Google made it worse than it was in Android 9 already. Yeah? Um, so... Uh, every every Android version, we have something new that blocks us for ages and weeks and so on. But Allium 10 can be installed now. Um, so uh, Shift 6MQ. For the moment, it will only have a devil channel. We wait one more OTA to be sure that we don't have any um, production bugs. Like, for example, the problem here still we have to find out is that when calls are incoming, in uh, four out of five calls, you don't have any audio. Last time I got a call again, I was just uh, feeling lucky. I took it. I had clear, crystal clear audio. No problem. Yeah. So I'm I'm hunting this bug now for months. I don't know. I'm really exhausted, exhausted with it. Anyways, it's a great device. It has a USB-C display out. Uh, you can connect an adapter for your display port monitor. Uh, you can also use conversions on this device. Um, yeah. Um, as soon as this is a little bit more stable, I think it will be a really cool thing also for people that want to have a power horse um, under their fingers and also want to work with conversions and want to have uh, a mobile desktop. Yeah? So um, that's what we always said we want to have. We want to have more devices that support the use case that was originally done for Ubuntu Touch. All right. Three new devices that we want to highlight. There might be even more new devices, which we cannot highlight uh all of them, um, I must say, so excuse me that we don't have all of the information here. If you want to point out a certain device that uh, we should uh, kind of feature or mention for the next uh, Q&A, please post it in our uh, Q&A forum post the next time when we announce one. We are relying on the information from the community, uh, what is cool at the moment, and um, yeah, we cannot test all of them and have all of them on our tables. My table is already cluttered with phones. <laughs> Good. So, um, when we talk about OTA, uh, and no, Q&A, we also can talk about OTA. Um, we have now uh, OTA 23 upcoming. 
it's starting preparation. So we are slowly starting to to filter out uh, the the things that we put on our board, the features and bugs, what needs to be still implemented for the next OTA. We ran an RC and release candidate uh, this week, which basically, um, if you don't know it by now, uh, it works now the following. Uh, release candidates are not being released every Wednesday anymore automatically uh, with the devil uh, image from Tuesday. They are only uh, released on demand uh, manually. And why is that? Because uh, we want to uh, lower the chance that we introduce a critical bug in devil. And then uh, while we are discussing this bug and trying to find out what's going on, it's also pushed automatically into RC. It happened last time. It was uh, not that big of a deal, but still, it was uh, it sucked a lot. And I must say, um, yeah, I think it's it's a good thing um, to have more stable uh, RCs out and not to annoy our testers too much. Anyways, the RC that we released was kind of um, just a manual one with a few small features. Uh, where we don't call too much for testing now. The next RC, we will publish um, a list of things where we want uh, you all to test and give feedback on. Um, and let's run about, let's run over a few of those features um, that we're planning for OTR 23. By the way, Lampology, thank you for this comment. Uh, 22, OTR 22 has been awesome, so I cannot wait for 23. Yes, we hope it will be also awesome. It will be maybe a little bit less awesome than 22. Yeah, we are not that packed with features and and cool stuff that just works. TM. Um, but for example, um, thanks to Alberto, uh, he is still working on FM radio on devices that support it. Um, there will be some improvements for the FM radio middleware and and background service. Um, I'm not sure if we can already provide something like a usable front-end app whatsoever for that, but on command line, it uh, should kind of be able to be useful. Um, there are a few people out there that really love FM radio, so, okay, yeah, let's give them FM radio. Um, I personally think that um, it could be interesting, but I don't know which of my devices actually supports it. I would have to take a look. Then... Um, Repower the backlight dimming improvements. Um, what I found annoying for the last five years or so is that depending if you are with your device in a, a spot where there is low or bright light, um, if you can just press the button to turn off your phone, it takes more or less time. That's because um, how it was programmed, it was just uh, assuming that uh, setting a brightness level uh, to the hardware takes 0, 0.0 milliseconds of time. Yeah? So typical lab case, you program something and you say, I'm setting the, price, the, the brightness and it's instantly going to the right brightness level. Yeah? Maybe that has worked on Android 5. I don't know. It doesn't work since Android 7 at least, Android 9. Because the the back end, uh, the, the the middleware and the the Android container needs some time to actually tell the display what is the new brightness, and it's a a synchronous call. So RepowerD got stuck with setting a brightness level. So if you go now from a high brightness, let's say eighty percent to zero, and then turn off the screen, it can take you more than one and a half seconds. If you are on twenty percent brightness, it's something less. And um, because I had some time and I was really annoyed at this point in time, I just said, okay, let's fix that. Um, we are trying to set the brightness. We are going down by 1% um, step maybe. 
and then we just measure the time how long it takes to set uh, one level of brightness uh, change the brightness level by by some way and based on that time measurement um, we don't just recalculate the number of steps that's, steps that's necessary. So it's not from 80 to zero, it's 80 steps. It will be maybe only 20 steps. It will be 30 steps, depending on how fast the device can set the brightness. Um, now the brightness uh, change from for turning on or off the, the display is always 250 milliseconds. Uh, plus minus a few milliseconds, of course. Uh, it's uh, it's real-time hardware. It's not real-time hardware in terms of it's not predictive. But 250 milliseconds... I perceive as being uh, snappy enough um, to still feel okay. There is a dimming happening, but it doesn't annoy me, regardless if it's bright or or uh, dim light. Sorry to talk about this so much, but I was really amazed that I could do some low-level stuff again. Um, Morph browser. Um, I can just read the topic's headline here. I'm not really sure what's behind. Um, there is reader mode upcoming. Um, um, which should basically change uh, the the look and feel of the of the web page um, when you switch it on uh, into something that is more uh, reader friendly or, or friendly for you to read a web page and user scripts for web apps and uh, something something else. So take a look at Morph Browser with the next RC. Um, there should be a few improvements that we will point out, um, and um, I hope that will that will work out. It's they are still in progress, so not merged. Um, so I cannot tell if it really works. Um, double tap to wake. Alfred, do you want to say something about this? Yeah, sure. Uh, so with double tap to wake, I've made some experiments already uh, in like very early in the uh, OTA 23 cycle now. And I've disabled it at the moment on the Pixel 3a, but it should work uh, as soon as we have everything in place again. Uh, I've disabled it for now because many people were, were rightfully complaining that uh, the device is just turned on uh, in their pockets. And for those that don't want that feature, you can just turn it off. Um, so uh, the way that uh, Alexander did it was very was very good. I like it. And uh, I can only hope that we can get it in as soon as possible for others to, to try because... It's currently missing the the code for graphically changing or, or flipping the switch whether to enable it or not, uh, but it's it's just a little change in system settings, I, I presume. So it's easily doable, you know. Mm. So it will be in system settings. That's the cool thing. You will have a switch in system settings if your device supports double tap to wake, uh, where you can turn this feature on or off. Uh, also uh, taking into account that it might take a little bit more power because uh, the touchscreen needs to stay on, of course, for that function to be uh, useful. So um, we really want every user to be able to decide if uh, if they want to have that function uh, available. And that's the cool thing. Um, we try to integrate it in the usual Ubuntu Touch way with a nice UI, with a nice switch, and everybody understands translated strings which will come later of course because we don't have all languages around um but try to avoid something where you uh, have to do this on command line or with some other quirks or blah 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 make it make it proper put it into system settings that what i yeah. love yeah. Exactly. so um again there's something that uh, alex from shift uh, is participating in pushing that forward thanks a lot um because we have actually, um, let me read the number of that issue. The feature request for double tap to wake 
was uh, item 472 in our tracker. And let me just quickly open this one because I want to know. And it was actually opened on 14th, on February 14th, 2018. So for almost three years, the feature request is in our backlog. And now we are doing it. Ah, I feel really happy. Uh, we are cleaning out the old bugs and issues. <laughs> All right. Um, so if there is um, nothing more... Um, did we forget anything for OTR 23? Yeah, no. No, that's good. Get, just, just stay on top uh, when there is an RC notification. We hopefully um, will not have to um, shout it out that much because everyone on RC should get a notification that the new update is available, um, like it does now on Stable. It seemed to have worked pretty well on Stable also that you get a notification on your device when your update is ready and you can install it right away. That was one of the improvements for OTR 22. And I hope it will stay now forever like this and we don't have to fix it again in a few OTAs. Oh. Good. Um, let's have some sponsor news, shall we? And the interesting thing is that uh, there should be a banner for that. Uh, thanks, sponsors. Yes, I found it. Uh, our premium sponsors, um, Smooth, Walla, Pine64, um, they are always um, so grateful and um, uh, get, keep us uh, in the air with uh, their donations and support. I'm really happy that uh, we have these long-going um, uh, sponsorships now. Um, thanks also to our patrons. Um, I feel ashamed that I didn't have time to look up the current patron list. So I just say thanks, patrons, because... Um, Mentioning now a few of them would be not fair to the others that I cannot mention. Next time there will be again detailed patrons list. Forgive me for this one. Um, yeah, and then of course if you want to donate because you think that's so cool what we are doing here, um, please just go to uweports.com uh, slash donate and find the details about uh, how you can uh, donate money into the Ubiports Foundation. Good. Um, then we have the questions block. Um, there is not so many questions this week, but a few ones that we want to highlight. <clears throat> I would say I start with, um, I can answer the first one. So Alfred, you can read it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, dumb you, uh, BPKM asks, currently there is a big gap in the UT security environment, environment, in my opinion, no more active ad blocker. Will an alternative to you ad block be quickly implemented? Question mark. Question mark. Yes, and uh, the good news about this is that the uh, you ad block will be continued. Um, I think that looks already uh, pretty well. Um, uh, we we found someone um, from the German community who will uh, take over the the need, needed hosting, and it was also reduced. Uh, it, it, they reduced the effort of actually. Um, compiling those lists and, and hosting uh, everything together. Um, and that that guy is Malte Kiefer. So um, Malte would uh, be really glad if you would help him out a bit with donating maybe a little bit to um, him directly to be able to um, keep the infrastructure afloat for UAD block. 
And um, yeah, I'm just shouting out for him in this case. Thanks a lot that you uh, stepped forward, uh, taking over this and repairing what's needed. Um, you can actually donate on liberapay.com um, to him slash believer, where the um, it's a little bit hard to to spell, but the 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 second e is a number three believer, like you believe, but with free. Um, or you can also donate on paypal.com to him uh, slash Malte Kiefer. Um, we will write it maybe in the comments uh, for the show and in the show notes uh, and also for the transcription. And we'll make a big shout out for this maybe also on the forum so that you can take it from there. So you adblock is back. Um, I think everybody will be happy about that. Good. So next question. I tried to contact one of the app devs from Russia and I get no answer. I'm worried about this. Does someone uh, know if the Russian and Ukrainian devs members of the community are doing well and how to support them? Hmm. That's, of course, uh, a very, very difficult question for us. Um, I think that uh, we, while I don't have personally any contact with a Russian or Ukrainian developer, um, I must admit, um, on a case-by-case -case basis, it might be just that internet got uh, broken or they shut down against something or there are sanctions. I wouldn't assume the, the worst uh, just because uh, there is no answer for some time. Um, I hope that everyone is fine, of course. Um, but, of course, uh, the foundation cannot do pretty much to support uh, people in Ukraine and, and Russia in this situation. Uh, we think the best thing you can do is for support Uh, that you find some local organization, even maybe just the Red Cross, and you donate a few bucks there. I think uh, in every country they are running campaigns for donations like this. Um, unfortunately, UbiWorks Foundation uh, itself doesn't have the resources uh, to just take now some money and, and uh, throw it into the donation basket of, uh, of any of those organizations. Um, yeah, we are also living on donations. It's not really... Uh, the idea that we take those that were intended for development uh, of Ubuntu Touch and put them into the refugee fund, it would be really honorable, I think. But also we have to think about that our um, commitment has to continue. But please find local uh, ways how to support the situation. Um, maybe just help in a refugee uh, center, um, like I will do actually in Vienna in the next two weeks or so. Uh, they already um, there are already a lot of people here, and they are looking for volunteers that can help with uh, uh, registering people and so on and so on. Yeah, the situation is not nice. Um, uh, it's the least to say. Um, our our thoughts are with those people that are in a very very desperate situation, and I think um, it's it's okay to say that all of us. Uh, hope that situation will resolve um, mostly in the next weeks, hopefully, and we don't have an ongoing conflict here. Um, if you know Alfred and me are from Austria, so our distance to Ukraine is not that much as you would think of. Um, that's actually, I think, around 600 kilometers through uh, Slovakia or so, and then you're already on the Ukrainian border. So we feel really uh, that this is, is happening close to us. Uh. And it taught me a lesson that when there were other conflicts like, I don't know, Yemen or Syria or uh, Afghanistan or whatsoever, that's all so far away. Yeah? 
and uh, your mind is just say, telling you, uh, well, it's not such a big problem because it's so far away. Yeah? And now this thing is very close. Um, there are things happening uh, that you you could think of, okay, in a few hours, yeah, you could drive there and be in the middle of this havoc. It really disturbs me a bit because um, it's so close. Yeah? Mm. But okay. Let's hope it will resolve. I'm really, really praying for this. Good. Next question. Mr. T10001. With the fevered upgrade to 24, would it still be possible to have the install and app store available so that all the devices can install uh, Ubuntu Touch 16.04 and install apps? I don't want to see the UT go the way of Android and iOS in orphaning devices and apps. It is one of the main reasons I started and now come back to UT. Um, okay, that's the first part. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure about this, but basically, if a device cannot up upgrade to 20.04, we could leave the latest uh, 16.04 version lying around on the system image server. I mean, it doesn't hurt. Uh, mm. The problem is just it's very, very outdated and a few apps will break in some way. Mm -hmm. At a certain Definitely. point, um, so even if the apps might not be full recompilation, but I think, um, yeah, some apps could be fine. Some apps won't notice, especially everything that's written in QML. But I'm not quite sure that with the next update, maybe of an app that requires a higher uh, version, um, well, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to install the app then right away because it would disappear for you, kinda. But. We'll have to see. So basically, we, we don't plan on deliberately just removing from day one of 24 everything that's 16.04, but uh, we have to see if there are complications that make it hard for us to support that way. Um, until now, nothing is decided. As I always say, we also didn't decide any device that will go end of life with 24. We will keep you updated, as we are saying since two years now, um, that we will have this information uh, just in time, and I hope we're still doing this. But um, yes, uh, all the devices could still install the old 1604 channel, at least for some time. Yeah, so, um, and the lifetime of a, of a device these days, when it comes to six, seven, eight years, it's interesting. Some of those things really live forever. That's true. Right. But with the old kernel, that's three point something and a lot of unmaintained. Um, not patchable security yeah. holes. It's just really hard to to say it's a good idea. It's technically possible, but I don't know if it's a what good I, idea. No? Right. What I personally think is, as a security conscious user, I'm worried more about an insecure phone than being worried about it being a, a waste uh, or something like that. Being it being thrown in the garbage can next second uh, you don't you don't need it you can repurpose the device for other things sure but i wouldn't necessarily do it with open to touch for example i mean open to touch uh for me personally who daily drives open to touch on the mul on multiple devices now for a few years now um it i don't see the perspective of someone who wants to keep an old phone uh personally I keep the old, uh, quote-unquote, old Xperia X around because I developed for that. Uh, but other than that, I'm not really sure what kind of devices we could theoretically or practically even maintain ourselves if 
the manufacturers themselves or offend them a long time ago. I mean, that's the point for us, making it e having an, a, a very easy way of maintaining the thing because we're busy with so many other things. Um, for example, building the, the, the Xperia X is, is a sweet spot phone because it has a qu quite recent uh, kernel and it's still maintained and theoretically could be maintained for a decade uh, because people decided to, yet yeah, they want that kernel version to be supported for 10 years. And uh, not every device has that little feature in that, you know, in that regard. Yeah. No, it's really, um, I can fully understand the question here is like, can I use my PC, my, my very old PC, just for web browsing, maybe for the next 10 years? Mm -hmm. Yes, on the PC, this is all no question. Um, the PC uh, can be updated uh, with newer kernels, um, with all the, the, the things and good stuff that comes your way. Even, um, I mean, it's not, a, it's not a thing on Linux, yeah? Even Microsoft has started with Windows to uh, try to shut down old hardware with also security concerns like there, uh, there is no uh, security, no TPM module and blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, but the thing is really, not all of these uh, changes are bad. Some of these things are really made in a way to improve also the security of PC devices. Because to be honest, if you take the standard um, IBM compatible PC, um, that was always open like a big volcano. And sometimes it was also behaving like that. Yeah, You throw in your new hardware and you got out a real cool explosion of everything. I, I get it. You, a PC is good for tinkering, for uh, reconfiguring. Uh, you can take out the graphic card five times and improve it if you're a gamer and live with the old hardware for another three years happily ever after. The mobile device is something completely different. Yeah? It's not easy to repair. Um, it's something that has sensitive data on it. It has uh, a GPS that can track you and a lot of these things. You really don't want to compromise security on a mobile device just because you want to keep the piece of hardware alive for another year or so. Uh, that's the thing. Um, I'm also amazed that our old devices are, are still working so well. There's a PQ here. Yeah? It's a PQ E5. The battery is still fine. I could still work with this um, for as a second phone, no problem. But really, um, you're also um, missing out on improvements that might be important at some point in time. Yeah. Mm. And then, of course, the devices will have some end of life uh, naturally coming through the network uh, reconfigurations, like there is now drop of 3G and 2G going around. At some point, there will be drop of 4G, maybe. Um, it's still something that is evolving. Yeah, So mobile tech is um, evolving in a great speed and uh, clinging on the old devices while technically possible, is maybe not the best thing in all situations. Yeah. If you don't care and you just want to have a Wi-Fi tablet, then yes, Ubuntu 16.04 in your home network, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, Put it behind a firewall, uh, everything is nice. If you run around with this on the street, well, maybe at some point, and we don't have malware now for Ubuntu Touch, but at some point there will be malware. At least somebody will try to do something. Yeah. So... Having an old outdated 16.04 version with an old, old, old kernel might increase your chances at some point. Yeah? Just personal opinions. Yeah? But again, we don't plan to shut down the 16.04 infrastructure at the moment. Yeah? Not at the moment when we switch to 20.04. That will be a longer process, if at all.
Gut. So. That's so far. Um, what devices will you... There's one more question here. What devices oh, yeah. will port officially in future? Oh, yeah. Officially, <laughs> officially. We have a real problem with defining what those devices will be. We know we have to reduce the number of devices that we are supporting in the core team. We had this name of core devices some three years ago, then we dropped it again. Uh, featured devices, um, premier devices, devices with a star, I don't know. Um, there will be a range of devices that w is supported more actively. And um, I cannot tell you now which ones, but for example, As long as Alfred is here, also Pixel 3a will be here, I think. Yeah? I mean, Probably, it's something yeah. <laughs> that he spent so much time on it. I don't think you will just put it in the corner and say, okay, I go on. Um, <laughs> there are other things like, uh, for example, Shift. There is the vendor behind. Uh, they want to have a stable port for their device. So the Shift 6MQ is something that will get continuous updates. It's really hard to say how we, how we deal with it. Yeah? What we're going to do actually is... We will allow um, people to set up their own system image server in the future. Also, the installer will have that option so that you basically uh, can continue or use a port that is not being hosted by UbiPorts directly. Uh, that still works like we're actually creating the root file system. Anybody can download this from our CI, put their own device image on it, publish it on a system image compatible format, and From there on, if you install it with the U-Boots installer and the configuration file, you get this device uh, linked to somebody else's system image server. If you trust that someone is your decision at the end, um, but we got a lot of requests why everything must go through U-Boots infrastructure. And then I said, it doesn't need to go through our infrastructure. Right. Everyone can set up their own system image server and host uh, installable images for Ubuntu Touch. Why not? Maybe that makes it easier. Also, the use case um, that uh, we actually had of Mr. T10001. You can put up your own system image server and just host that stuff if you like. I think that's actually a good um, end of this question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There was a second part. If the 2004 upgrade goes through, would it be so far behind? Oh, wait a second. I have to close, actually. Um, that overlay again. Uh, where did it one? Here. Um, if the 24 upgrade goes through, would it be so far behind you because Foundation would be working to develop UT on the next or latest LTS version? Ha! Huh. As I understand it, um, yes, 24, if we publish it, will be uh, again starting to age. We didn't make up our minds, but I think my personal opinion is let's switch to something that is more agile, either going back to STS or some other model. I don't know what's what's yet. But LTS 2204 or 2404, it probably won't be. Yeah. But now we have to push through 2004. Doesn't help. Anything else we decide later. Great. Um, well, 45 minutes. I think this is a good time for uh, closing this short Q&A. Okay. When I think about yeah. the ones that were running for one hour, 15 minutes, and everybody was tired already. We don't want to bother <laughs> anyone. Um, oh, no, Florian ended the question rather than close it. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my God. The world will end because I did the wrong step in the Q&A cue card. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks for listening in. 
um, we see each other on the next uh, Q&A. Um, and Lampology, no, no, no Volta update so far. We can talk about this on the next Q&A. Maybe we have some information about Volta this time. I know this is also a very interesting topic. The next Q&A will be announced again, um, like we did this one, but a little bit earlier, hopefully. It will have a special guest. So uh, it's 100% uh, interesting to listen in on the next one. That's why we want to set it up uh, more properly. And um, yeah, uh, thanks for listening in. Thanks uh, for watching. Um, if you actually want to know if your device, and now I'm talking like Dalton, if you want to see <laughs> if your device is supported, go to devices.ubuntu-touch.io. If your device is not on this list, it's going to need a custom image for it. Go to the porting documentation at docs.ubibots.com porting to learn more. And find us on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, PixelFed, Mastodon, LinkedIn, Instagram, Telegram, Metrics, News, And you can also chat on Matrix on the forums, forums.ubiports.com, and on Telegram at Ubiports. Basically, our social media name is Ubiports on all of that, except on LinkedIn via Ubiports underscore foundation, um, and on Matrix via hash Ubiports underscore news, uh, colormatrix.org. Yeah. So, um, dash touch, yes. Thanks, Amy. Um, good. Have a good one and, um, hope to see you next time. And, um, yeah, have a nice remaining weekend. All the best. Bye. Bye.